It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. One just has to pick up a magazine or turn on a television to see that we, as women, are bombarded daily with media images of female physical perfection, leaving us with the most unrealistic of expectations as to how we should look. No wonder female body confidence is falling while incidents of eating disorders are on the rise. What's most alarming is the way this affects young girls. A reduced sense of self-worth can create anxiety, stress, even depression, causing relationship issues while potentially impairing academic and job performance. In direct contrast, Confidence in Bloom is designed to send the opposite message to any woman of any age, shape, or background who has ever felt inadequate, unworthy, or tossed aside because of how she looks. You matter. You are enough now. I, Tina Spolatini, a woman of substance, insist that women deserve to be happy, confident, successful, not to mention so totally in love with themselves in their own bodies, just the way they are. Through an ongoing series of intriguing conversations with women from all walks of life who are all extraordinary in their own right, I will take us on a journey of ultimate self-acceptance and empowerment. Together we'll share the stories, laugh, learn, maybe even shed a few tears, when you realize how far many women have come to realize just how wonderful life is when you stand in your own power, feeling fantastic in your own skin. Today's guest is Paula Hopwood. Life is all about turning dreams into reality for inspirational speaker, best-selling author, certified coach, and medicine woman, Paula Hopwood. Paula's passion mission and purpose is to support people to see clearly through their chaos and to reveal and heal the fragments of themselves that have been buried, forgotten, and neglected, which leads them to an awakening of their sacred self-truth, skyrockets their confidence, and empowers a peaceful life living all their dreams come true. Welcome, Paula. It's good to be here. I have to, your your opening there, what you were talking about um well, women and society and stuff. I, I've got to speak to that for a second here. Um, you know the whole movement of gray hair that everybody's going letting their gray hair grow out. Uh, I went through that several years ago and, uh, uh, I loved it. And it's so funny because my whole life I've grown up and, you know, we have to have our hair be colored. We have to have our hair, you know, look a certain way. It's always got to be, you know, looking right, right? And uh, I decided I don't want that anymore. And I decided just to let my hair grow out. And luckily, around the same time is when the big gray hair movement came in. But I had already decided that I was done. I was done trying to look a certain way. You know, like, like I was, I'm an older woman. I have like four kids and my natural hair color is gray. And I started letting it just grow out gray. And now I have the most beautiful long gray hair and all my curls came back. And the funny thing is, is people like, I don't even do anything with it. I just let it go feral, right? So I just, I have a shower, I go to sleep on it at night, I wake up in the morning, it's curly, 
and it's feral looking, you know, and, and, and so many people compliment me on it and I love it. And it's just about being true. It's about being yourself. And, and I love, you know, like, uh, conversations like this. I love people who support stuff like this because we're so trained in our society that we have to be a certain way. We can't live up to those expectations, right? So um, um, I'm giving you a big, uh, you know, applauding you big time for what you're doing here. So to, to help people in this way. And I just, I just had to speak to that for a second or maybe That's a minute. Awesome. I don't know. Thank I didn't feel myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I've noticed a lot of like older women, you know, um, allowing their gray hairs to grow out. Um, I, I'm not ready for that yet. yet I'll, I'll be honest. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I love the movement. I love, you know, I love, I have a passion for what I'm doing, obviously, but I'm not ready for all of it. Just yeah, you know, when, when you're ready, right? Um, so last winter, I traveled uh, through Mexico, across the states, into Portugal, and from southern Portugal up to northern Portugal. And it was funny how many times women and men would come up to me and tell me how much they love my hair. And, and then in Portugal, there was even this lady, and she was young. She might have been like 30. She walked around from behind my back and going through the crowd, and she just gently caressed my hair as she went. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know, I just think it's everyone's own journey, right? You know, and, and so if and when you're ready, you'll do it, right? Other than that, you're doing other things, so, and that's okay. And my big thing that I tell people is give yourself permission, right? Give yourself permission to be where you're at, doing whatever you are, thinking whatever you are, because it's okay, right? This is your life, and you're living it, and it's okay. Just give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to live however you're living, right? So, uh, yeah. So that's okay. And one day, if you decide to grow out your gray hair, you will, right? So. Yeah. Oh, and, and I will. I know I will, but I'm just not there yet. Actually, my hair yeah. doctor tells me I don't have enough yet, so I'm going with that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would like you to sort of um, expand on our bio that I read for you today. I'm intrigued to to understand better how you reveal and heal the fragments of of our buried, forgotten, and neglected selves. I'm going to make a joke and say, well, that's a trade secret. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I like to be silly. I get cheeky at times. Um, so uh, what I do is I help people. I have many modalities and certifications underneath my belt, many trainings and stuff. But ultimately, who I am is that medicine woman shaman, right? Um, I'm highly intuitive. Um, I'm an energetic coach, you know. And, and uh, so I use hypnotherapy to take people in and look at what, where is their emotion based out of? Where, where is it coming out of? Where is this thought pattern that they want to change? Uh, some people, they, they have a thought pattern they want to change or they can only feel an emotion, right? And they don't know where it's coming from. And it's, it's, it's toxic. It's destroying their life type thing, right? So I take them in through hypnotherapy. Um, and then we go in and we look where it came from. And then what I do is I help them and I remove it with them using hypnotherapy and different processes as well. And then 
I, as a shaman, go into the different realms and clean up the energy and cut off any cords, cut off any attachments, anything like that. Clean up, I call it the debris. Um, When energy work is done, there's debris left over quite often. And if it's not cleared up, it can cloud our our energy. It can cloud us up. And so I I clean that up. And then um, we replace the emotions and uh, we come out of it. And quite often people... Like they'll say they're a 10 out of 10 or a 100 out of 10 or an infinity out of 10 for this thought pattern or emotion uh, controlling their life, destroying, you know, their relationships, their, their thought patterns and stuff. You know, they're down on themselves. And then, you know, after working in that way, working on the mental, the emotional, the energetic, the spiritual, you know, realms, they um, they end up going down to like a two out of ten or a zero out of ten, and and their whole life starts to change, right? So we reveal it, and we release it, you know, and and then we start to receive ourselves, right, and align with our truth, not the truth that you know in this world, but be it well-meaning people, um, you know, schools, uh, media, whatever. The thing we have to realize is that whatever's been taught to us, whatever we're carrying around, there's two things about it. Number one, it's been taught to us by somebody else just trying to survive in their environment, right? Like, um, you know, earlier we were talking about growing out gray hair and, and beauty standards and stuff. Now, the beauty standards in Canada are different than the beauty standards in the States. They're similar, but they're a little different. You go down into Central America, they're completely different. You go over into Europe, they're completely different. You know, like uh, body types, uh, hair color, you know, what people, what, what is, I guess, socially acceptable that's called beauty, right? Um, so this changes, right? So when we're, when we're walking around with this programming in our head, it's somebody else's programming. We're just carrying it. We're just carrying these standards of how we're supposed to think, how we're supposed to act, and when we can't live up to that, we beat ourselves up over it, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. And so the second thing is, is that if you're carrying it, you can put it down. You know, it's up to us whether we want to carry something or not. I was talking with a client the other day, and I was proving to her that um, our thoughts, they can change. Our thoughts, um, they're actually not true. They're, they're not our truth. And she said, well, how is that possible? And I said, well, when I was in my 20s, I was in a highly, highly abusive relationship. And, and probably the worst abuse was the abuse I gave myself by staying, right? You know, and abusing myself, convincing myself to stay all the time. Garbage. I used to think that I was ugly. I used to think, you know, that I deserved that horrible abuse. And, uh, but that's not the truth, you know? But that was my truth when I was in my 20s. And I believed it, Right. And so when I changed my thought patterns, I was, I was able to release that and, and move on and create this beautiful life that I'm continuing to create every day. And so our thought patterns, they're not true. We can change them. We can put down whatever thought we're carrying and pick up a new thought and continue on our way and, and you know, create the life that we want. And now I don't know. I think I answered your question. I went off on a tangent. I went off on a tangent. No, but that's that's how we—that's really the best way to explain what you do because it—it isn't just like one thing, right? It's there's always more 
there's always more to it in any solution, right? It's not just simple. Nothing is ever simple in life. Yeah, no, it isn't. So, uh, and that's the thing um, I've learned in uh, in my own journey. You know, you can work on the emotional level. You know, you can work on the emotional and the and the mental level. But if you don't work on the the energetic level or the spiritual level, um, it's still going to be stuck, right? Like we are multi layered beings, and uh, so if we only work on one layer, that's why we have trouble shifting this completely, right? And that's why I love to go in and, and do what I do and, and, and help people to, to, to release that and to reveal themselves. Um, you know, like one of the practices, one of the shamanic practices I use is a soul retrieval, right? So we call back those parts of ourselves that we have ignored, you know, that we've neglected, that we've pushed off to the side. And they're still there, you know, they're just being ignored and neglected. And, and so when they come back, the person feels whole. I mean, I know I've been through it too, you know, like I know what it's like to be in a soul retrieval and, and, and have those pieces of me come back, those parts of me that I, I just couldn't deal with at the time, right? So it, there's a feeling of wholeness, right? There's a, there's a feeling of, of being centered and aligned when, when we stand in our full power and in our truth, right? And, it's absolutely just a beautiful thing. It's it's so empowering. Um, I just can't can't say enough about it. But I'll I'll be quiet now. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, and that's why it's your passion, right? This is why you yes. made this your way of living because you have this passion for it. So I have a question that is, um, it, it's been bothering me when I've learned a lot about this all this energy work, and mm-hmm. I I I cannot come up with you know, something that sticks with me. When we're talking about, like, the whole, um, you know, changing of our energy, how how do you answer, like, a religious question? Like, I, so I'm not super religious, but I am Catholic. And I do believe mm-hmm. in, you know, our Catholic ways, not 100%, obviously, but um, in many of them. I have this issue in, inside of me with this whole energy and how it affects our belief in God and, and what God has planned for us. Because I feel, and I don't mean this as an insult, but I feel like when we play with the energies of our beings, we're playing like as the hands of God. So How, how do you explain that? Like how do you, yeah, I want to hear what you have to say about that. The first thing is um, everyone has their own journey, and I respect that, right? I, too, have my own journey. It's so interesting because so many people, you know, they, their perception, they'll place it on you, right? And, and so then they think that I'm, I don't believe in Jesus or I don't believe in God, right? I will tell you something. Jesus is my homeboy, right? So um, he is a master. He literally came to earth to show us what we can do, right? He was like the poster child you know, of what you can do. And God said, he gave us a sound mind, right? And he did. Because when we hang on to the traumas, when we hang on to stuff of a lower vibration, um, we separate ourselves out from, from that, that higher energy, from that, that sound mind, you know, a sound mind and a sound heart, you know, an open heart. And so 
with the energies, it, it's interesting because I was in the Christian churches there for a while. I was called a prophet and a healer. Um, I eventually left. I was from a small town, and there was just, um, oh, there was just too much. <laughs> you know, like I, I, it was all about fear and intimidation and jealousy and stuff. Like I couldn't deal with it anymore because my relationship with my higher power um, is all about love you know, is all about stripping away all the all the negativity and, and getting back to that sound mind, right? So um, I, uh, in 2013, I ended up certifying as a John Maxwell coach. And John Maxwell, uh, yes, he is like a number one leadership, leadership guru on the planet, I think. But more than that, he's a pastor, a very well-known pastor. And when I went down to Orlando, Florida, <clears throat> excuse me, for the training, um, and I met him and, and then over the next several years would get to really know him, um, uh, they were talking about energy down there. You know, all these highly Christian men talking about energy. And uh, it just blew my mind because here's the thing is, is that I know that I'm wonderfully made. I'm a creation right? And part of the way that I'm made is that I have energy. I vibrate, right? Like we're energetic beings. And so God made us that way. If you, if you think in that way, God made us that way. So therefore, you know, like he doesn't make a mistake or anything. Um, so when, um, when I worked with people with the energetic realms, um, I'm not influencing them. They're releasing so it's kind of like when you get over a hurt, you know, there can be uh, debris that floats around you and you're not even aware of it. I just go in and I remove the debris that's around, right? I don't go in and assert my free will over somebody else's free will because we always have free will. I just go in and I help them release and, and move to a higher level, right, to get back their sound mind, to get back their open heart, right, to release them from the traumas that they've been carrying around. Um, I used to um, <laughs> used to call myself a tool, uh, a tool for the divine, right? Different people have different ways of saying that higher power, God, universe, source, um, you know, whatever, Um so I used to say I was a tool for that and call myself a tool and get a chuckle over that. And I recently had a client tell me that I'm a consultant, <laughs> you know, because I will, I will consult with, uh, with a divine team. You know, I will consult with that higher power. I'll consult with you in the 3D and also you in your higher self, right, um, and, and figure out, you know, which, which is the best way to – um, which process to use, which is the best uh, thing to do, uh, what am I supposed to do in the energetic realms, you know, and I just, I consult. And then, uh, and then I go in and, and lead you on this journey and then um, clean it up, basically. So, you know, everyone has their own path to enlightenment, right? And so I respect that because... Uh, um, it's so funny. I have this friend who says he doesn't believe in anything, and yet he believes in me. And he's incredibly intuitive, but he doesn't think that he is, right? So I have yet to meet somebody who is not 
religious or spiritual or intuitive in some way because we are all this vibrational being and we know when the vibrations line up in a good way you know there's um there's the lower vibrations you know of fear guilt shame you know all of that rejection abandonment and then there's the upper levels of of love and above right and so it's uh it sorry the dogs are barking at the door now i don't know if you can hear that but <laughs> Anyways, it can be um, it can be so freeing and so peaceful and and love when you vibrate higher, right? And you set yourself free, you set your mind free, you set your heart free, and and everything has been holding you back. So the the whatever is going on with uh, um, your relationship, that is your journey. You know, um, you said Catholic, right? That's yeah. your journey. I respect that, you know. So uh, that is the way that you are operating in this world. That is the way you have chosen. There's great power in choice, right? So somebody else may say um, universe, you know. Somebody else may be very upset because they hold God responsible for deaths in their lives or, or the way they've been treated in churches and stuff like that, Right. And, and to release those wounds so that they can get back and, and get into alignment with who they really are, right? That's what I care about. So, you know, I have different people come to me. There's people who come to me that are just totally, you know, um, uh, I guess the term would be woo-woo, right? <laughs> you probably yeah. heard that term. Yeah. Um, I have people who come to me that are Christians. I have co- people who come to me that are Catholic. Um, you name it, Right. And uh, I just work with them and, and help them with that because I, they've actually stepped out on a journey, right? So I honor that. That's amazing, right? And, and however they want to go on that journey is up to them because it's their own personal relationship, right? Uh, personal relationship with themselves and their higher higher power. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that helped you with that. I'm I'm open to working with anybody in the way that they think because I'm a believer, right? I've seen miracles happen. I am a miracle, you know, so you're a miracle. Um, there's miracles happening all the time. And, and you know, that's, that's the one thing that I believe there is a higher power out there. Of course, I have my own relationship, you know, as I've said, but uh, um, there is something at work here, right? And that's how we're able to tap into each other. That's how we're able to help each other. We were never meant to do this alone, right? We were never meant to do this alone. And, and I'll use the terminology of God, and God sends helpers, right? So uh, um, I'm just happy to be here. I'm a consultant now. I'm not a tool. <laughs> no. Consultant. <laughs> yeah, when you say you're a tool, that's kind of an insult to yourself. But I understand what you mean. Like you are sort of between – you're what is the – the um the link between the problem and the solution right in one way instead of a tool in one way yeah oh it's yeah. a tool i was joking around i never meant it negative i was just laughing because i i laugh at myself all the time so um <laughs> um yeah but yeah I'm, I'm like a liaison if you will because uh, so the 3d world you know is our uh, is everything you can touch, right? And we've been so caught up in our 3D world for so long, and we think that's reality, but when in all reality, the energy is the real world, you know? The vibrations is the real world. And it even says in the Bible, 
what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal, right? You can't see vibrations. You can't see energy. You know, you can't see any of that. What's God, what's the plan going on, you know, and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I just, I just know there's something bigger out there and I'm tapped into it and I'm glad to be a consultant, a liaison, if you will, to help people to release the problems they picked up in the 3D world, to release that which is holding them back and to step into their brilliance, you know, and to step into their love and, and vibrate higher. Right, right. So have you ever been told that the work you do is is part of the evil in the world that we have today? No. No. Uh, I've, I, I've worked with pastors. Um, I've worked many pastors, pastors' wives. I've worked with, um, um, you know, like I said, my clients are very varied. I've worked with shamans. I, I've worked with a lot. And the thing is, is uh, I shine brightly, right? And, and even if somebody wanted to say that, well, that's their opinion. You know, um, I mean, I know Jesus doesn't say that to me, right? So uh, um, that's their opinion, and I don't have to pick that up, you know. So then I just, I would think that, you know, if somebody was saying that, that's a judgment. And then, you know, I have love for that person. It hasn't happened. It happens not um, like I was controlled a lot when I was in the Christian churches, and uh, so that's where I felt the control of my free will, uh, you know, trying to be stripped from me, and uh, which is why I left. And then I found my healing through the John Maxwell team and, and his his sermons and services and hanging around with him and, and all the pastors. Actually, I met a lot of pastors on the John Maxwell team, and, um, and, and that was really cool. So I had a lot of healing there from that. But, yeah, no, I've never, I've never come across that. Um, I just think that if, if people, um, we'll call it slinging, if people sling their judgment on somebody, that just shows me about them, you know? Right. Uh, like I said, I, I respect everyone's personal journey, right? I have my own personal journey, but I respect everyone's personal journey. So I actually, so there's a difference between praying and meditating, right? Praying is, is talking to God and, and meditating is listening, Right. Uh, right. God, universe, source, divine, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, whatever, whatever path you're on, right? And I literally pray for the right people to come into my life, right? And God answers in a big way. So that could be part of the reason why I don't deal with that anyways, you know? So um, Right. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I love, actually, I really love that answer. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me, how do you define self-confidence? You know, I think that self-confidence, well, I'm more than thinking, I know it. For myself, and I'm confident in this, <laughs> there I go again, <laughs> self-confidence um, is all about accepting yourself and believing in yourself. You know, it's uh, for a lot of years when I was tormented and I was abused and I was the worst abuser of all because I would keep myself in those situations, I desired, accept, wanted to be accepted. But you see, we can't have that until we have it within ourselves, right? So it takes this healing journey, this journey of removing those programs, those thoughts that you have that are keeping you separate from yourself, right, until you accept yourself. And so once I started to accept myself and where I was at and, and, and know that I'm a beautiful being, right, and then I started to believe in myself, 
I started to believe in, in my, you know, everything, like my abilities, my thoughts that, that, you know, that I was, I, I came here to earth to, to live a life joyously and abundantly full of love. That's when my self-confidence took off and, uh, and it just grows and grows and grows. Like I said, somebody judges me. I'm like, I don't pick it up. That's, that's their thing. You know, it's not my problem because <laughs> you know, right. I'm confident Absolutely. in who I am. You know, right. I accept myself. I love myself. I believe in myself. Therefore, I'm very confident in who I am and, and what I'm doing. Right. So uh, and, and everything about me. So self-confidence to me is that acceptance. It is that belief in yourself. And it is so important. Right. Nobody is going to believe in you and, and accept you and make a difference in your life unless you first believe in yourself and you first accept yourself because you can't. You can't receive that from them fully. You know, people used to give me compliments all the time, you know, like I'm beautiful or my hair or whatever, and I always thought they wanted something from me, you know. Strangers would come up to me and tell me things, tell me, you know, you're beautiful and, you know, you're gorgeous, whatever. And I would brush it off because I thought they wanted something from me. And uh, once I noticed that once I started to accept and believe in myself, I saw the beauty. I saw what they were seeing, and I got thinking, why would a stranger come up to me and say something? I compliment people all the time, and I mean it when I compliment them, right? So why, why, why would a stranger do that? It's because they see that. And so once I, once I accepted myself and, and believed in myself, um, I realized that, wow, you know what? Um, I'm amazing, you know, and I started to get really confident and, and yeah, and apparently that's just growing, right? <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> right, right. So no, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. What are some tips you can share to being more confident? You know the biggest thing? Okay, I'll give you the line that changed my life, and I apply it to everything, okay? It's what I allow will continue. Um, I heard that in my head from that God voice years and years and years ago when I was first leaving the abusive lifestyle behind before I had the internet, before I, had, I wasn't even reading self-help books, like I wasn't doing anything. I heard what I allow will continue. And I applied that to things that I label good, bad, or indifferent, what I allow will continue. And I realized my part that I had in those abusive relationships. That's why I said I was the worst abuser of them all. I kept, I kept staying in them. I kept trying to make them work, right? And um, so when I applied what I allow will continue, I began to see life in a different way. And I realized that the key player in my life was me. Nobody's going to change my life but me. So I can keep doing what I've always done, and keep getting the same results going around and around and around and around in every relationship or situation or whatever, or I can do the exact opposite and I can build the life that I want, right? And so being that I'm the key player, the answers were within me and, and I had to do something different. So I just started doing different things and like sometimes fear would come up, you know, like I used to have like, I was an abused woman, crippling fear was a part of my life, right? And fear would try to stop me from doing something. And I remember the day when I stood in my kitchen and I turned to the left and I said, Paula, you can do what you've always done, you know, and, and, and that's your comfort zone. That's what you can do. Or, and I turned to the right and I thought you can do the opposite of what fear is trying to stop you and just see what happens. 
what's going to happen, you know? And so I started to do that. And so I guess, you know, the best way, the best advice I can give people out there is apply that to your life. What you allow will continue. What are you allowing in your life? You know, you want to change something? Then do the opposite of what you've been doing. And, and you know, reach out for support. You know, there's people around you to support you. And at the very least, there's shows like this, you know. There's, there's podcasts. There's all sorts of things to help you. There's a plethora of support out there, right? And um, just you're the key player, right? You're the star of your own show. It's time for you to shine. So what you, what you allow will continue. I love that. I, I, I mean, I, I've heard that before. And I absolutely love the way you sort of took that and created a new life out of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's all. Like it's amazing. You sound like you are uh, super strong, and like the people around you must float with energy after they're with you because, you, <laughs> like, you just expel this amount of energy that is on. I don't know what the word is. Like it's just it's great. Greater than great. Tell me, what will you do today to make tomorrow better? Well, that's interesting. So I always love more. (laughs) I'm just going to answer that. I'm going to love more. What I mean by that is uh, every day, I'm, and it's not just 10 minutes in the morning or, you know, 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night. Every day I'm in communion. Every day I am communicating with divine. Every day, all day long, you know, and, and this helps me to love myself more and to love the people around me more and to love the world more. And so everything I do, I, I, I remember when I saw the shift in me a long time ago that my heart is of good intent. I have good intentions with my heart, and I pour that into everything, right? And I align with that. And so when I say I'm going to love more, you know, I'm, I, I mean everything, whether it's just even sitting and watching TV with my daughter or something. Um, like we do have plans to go out to the horses this afternoon, right? And so I'm going to receive the love from the horses. I'm going to love on them. I'm going to enjoy the sunshiny skies, you know. I, this is all happening for me, right? This is my life. I'm the key player. And this is all happening for me. And isn't it incredible and wonderful? And I love it. Therefore, I'm going to raise my love vibration and enjoy and experience life in this most beautiful way. So I'm going to love more. I love that. I love the, your, you, yeah, I'm going to love that. I love the way you answered that. I love that. Thank you. So tell me more about your surrender journey and the Croc River. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I, um, I was at the end of a marriage that was my dream relationship for a lot of years and as can happen um we didn't grow together and it started to get dark and we were basically separated in our home for three years and some turns of events happened and i needed to leave and uh i was already or so i thought i was already good at surrendering right because i was uh 
um, you know, I, I'd come a long way on my healing journey. And, uh, but I needed to do something in order to get something I'd never gotten. I needed to do something for myself. And I needed to completely surrender every single thought, everything, the physical realm, everything, right? And so I bought a one-way ticket to Mexico and because um, that's where I was being called to go. And I started, and it, it was like a pilgrimage. You know, literally, I would ask daily, um, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? And all these major um, wounds I had that were coming up were being peeled off of me as I started to surrender and just listen to that voice. Now, I thought that I was only going to Mexico, and uh, so I only packed for Mexico. <laughs> The journey ended up being over five months. I, I think in, in Australia they call it a walkabout or something, you know, but uh, um, I don't know what we can call it here in Canada. I'll have to figure out a name for it. I call it my surrender journey. So I, so many wounds were coming up for me to come up to come out and be healed. And I was working on myself and several other people were working on me online. And I was listening to that God voice inside of me. And Literally, every single day, I, I would say, you know, like I would be told what beach to walk down or what trail to walk down. And I would have these conversations with God. And sometimes I'd be brought to my knees, right? And there was things like I, I went there to go travel with this friend of mine and uh, just for a few weeks just to get set up. And then I was told, and there was four of us in the group, and then I was told to stay with the group to follow them. And I didn't want to, right? I wanted to strike off on my own. And so I was told to follow this group. And the adventures that ensued and the family dynamics in our group and stuff was just incredible. And we went, uh, physically, we went from one end of Mexico to the other, up into the States, across from the west side to the east side of the States, flew into the southern Portugal and went up to northern Portugal. And all along the way, I would meet people and conversations and, and what was poured into me, what was shown to me. And I realized on my surrender journey that everything, you know, and I was already good at letting stuff go. I was already good at realizing I'd been holding on to stuff, right? But it took me to a new level. You know, it, it took me to a new level of complete surrender, you know, we think we're surrendering, but we're still hanging on to our favorite purse or our home or our relationship. But, 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 you know, no, 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 there are no buts in surrender. There's only surrender. And the thing is, is that, you know, we were talking earlier about God, you know, divine, that source within us, you know, that God voice within me daily would would lead me to what I was supposed to eat, to where I was supposed to go, to everything. I completely surrendered everything because I had found myself in another position in my life where things weren't working out, and I knew that I needed to surrender to have them work out. And so it became a, like this practice of completely surrendering everything, and that included my thoughts, and that included my Oh, so hurt heart, you know. And um, over the, the course of the journey, uh, uh, I just got stronger and my mind became way more sound than it had ever been before. And, and my heart opened. And this time I didn't slam it shut as my defense. I wasn't scared. 
you know, I was scared when it was opening, but when I fully surrendered to it, um, I wasn't scared anymore. Uh, I wasn't scared that I was going to get hurt. I wasn't scared that I was going to be abandoned or rejected because I had that, that love flowing into my heart, my open heart. And I talked, uh, the, the Croc River was when I was in Mexico. And uh, I'd only been there for about three weeks at the time. And uh, we were in uh, Rincon de Diabetes. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I couldn't even say it right when I was there. And I mean no disrespect. I just trying, you know, to say the word, you know. <laughs> but, um, um, there is this river that empties out into the ocean. And the river, of course, is fresh water. And the ocean is not. And uh, in order to cross this river, it's full of crocodiles. In order to cross this river, you've got to walk inland a ways, and you get away from the shore, and it's, it's hot, and it's gross, and I don't like it. And you walk on this big suspension bridge, and, and uh, all these signs saying, don't go in the water, you know, crocs, and you can see them floating there and stuff, right? And um, so anyways, my friend and I, we walk into the, the next little village, and we're walking around in there, and I am hot. And, you know, I'm a Canadian in Mexico in the wintertime. I am hot, you know. <laughs> and uh, so we're walking back along the beach, and we get to the river. And we know that people cross that river, right? And there's all these rocks because they ended up protecting the bank of the river with these great big huge boulders because the ocean tides come in there, right? And during storms and stuff, they don't want their banks washed away. So we're standing on these great big huge boulder rocks type things, looking down into the river with crocodiles in it. And the choice was to either cross there, knowing that other people had crossed successfully, knowing that crocodiles are in the water, or to walk all the way back inland and cross that suspension bridge and then walk all the way back. And um, I'm yes, I'm an adventurer, um, but I also had a lot of fear in me at the time, you know, and I just wanted to be safe, right? I had, I had left a toxic situation and I just wanted safety. So while I was standing there, I heard that God voice in me say, cross, you will be safe. Yet that fear in me was freaking out, right? There's crocs in the water. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, and I'm only five, seven, you know, I'm not that tall. And, 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 you know, like, and, and if they grab you in the water, well, they grab you in the water and you're under the water and you can't breathe, right? So not only do you have to fight on your hands, you also can't breathe, you know. And I come from the mountains of Alberta, and so I'm used to grizzly bears and, and cougar. But if you get attacked by a grizzly bear or a cougar, you're not underwater, right? So you, you usually, you know, you can see them coming. They don't grab you from underneath, you know, and all these thoughts are going through my head. You know? <laughs> I'm freaking out. And uh, so my friend says, well, we don't have to cross here. You know, we can go down and uh, cross further on, you know. And, and then I start walking, and then I just, I just feel this God voice in me saying, no, no, cross the river, you will be safe. And it was such a peaceful voice. I mean, I, you know, whenever I get that voice in me, I call it a voice. Whenever I get that knowing in me, it's always so peaceful, Right. Like, it's not the freaking out voice of fear or the freaking out voice, you know, of, of like, not being good enough or whatever the, the trauma voices are. It's that God voice in us, right? And, and, and that God voice in me is, cross the river and you'll be safe. You're safe. 
So I went back and I judged. I saw the ocean water, like the tide wasn't coming in, it was actually going out. So that meant that the fresh water went all the way out to the ocean. That meant the crocs could go all the way out to the ocean. I calculated, you know, because I have all this croc experience living in Alberta. Zero. <laughs> I calculated what I would be comfortable with. And it was, um, oh, I'm going to say 30, 40 feet from the edge of the ocean. Um, my friend went in first. And uh, I went in and it went all the way up to my armpits. And the only thing I could think of was that's a channel of water there, right? So where are the crocs going to be? They're going to be on the bottom of the channel, right? But I heard that God voice saying, you will be safe. And so I walked across it and just step by step, knowing that I was going to be safe. Now, when I got into the water, yes, my first thought when I saw how deep it was, was that crocs are laying on the bottom of this. Then my next thought was, you're safe. And every step I took was with the knowledge that I'm safe. I am safe. Awesome. I can go anywhere. I am safe. That's awesome. And yeah. I crossed. And then I applied that to everything after that, that you literally crossed crocodile waters, and you didn't get ate, you didn't get bit. By the way, I crossed it four times and, um, and never That's got right. touched. You know that's excellent because I'm safe. our show is ending. Our, we have to call the show to an end. I love chatting <laughs> with you. This has been amazing. I want to continue. I want to have another chat with you. This has sure. been incredible. Thank you so much, Paula. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram. And of course, on divasthatcare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.